Welcome to episode 47 of Comic Book Nation. Hold on a second, you're not Kofi Outlaw. I was going to get there. Wow, the tradition of, of cutting off the host's <laughs> segue is alive and well. I have some trouble here. <laughs> I was going to get there. A couple shades lighter. Right there. Right at you. Uh, yeah, That's buddy. Like, I thought you were not, not good. <laughs> See what you do? Not See what good. you do? Uh, I am your host, Matt Aguilar. Of course, I am not Kofi Outlaw. He is getting a uh, tan. He's vacaying, enjoying some time off. Uh, so I hope to keep the champs, the still champs, Kofi Outlaws, Trend alive. Uh, joining us on the couch, though, is Charlie Ridgely, our Disney expert extraordinaire. Hello. Uh, Hello. And then Jim Viscardi is just overall expert. Leaving from the producer. Man, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is getting out to Matt, a wonderful. Matt, you will not finish the sentence this I, I have not. I have oh, yet no. to do that. Uh, so, yeah, so we got a lot of Disney stuff. It, it works out perfectly that you guys are here because we got a lot of Disney stuff to talk about. Uh, we also have some Game of Thrones. Uh, which I will pretty much let y'all roll with because I know Jack about Game of Thrones. And uh, we also have Stranger Things. Charlie's going to give us the lowdown on the whole thing, and we're going to run through some comics. Uh, so let's get started. we got a ton of stuff to talk about. First off, uh, The Little Mermaid live-action adaptation finally has its aerial. So Halle Bailey... Which caused not like Halle Berry. Yes, which caused the internet to <laughs> just go in an uproar and not understand. I Even would watch I had it, it either way, though. I want to make that clear. Yeah. I would watch Halle Berry's Little Mermaid at any point in her career. Well, that's how it was told to me. And I, like, JK told me Halle Berry is Ariel. And I was like, huh? Like, it took me a minute so to didn't compute. Just, like, mumble through it? <laughs> no, he really said it. And then he was like, oh, no. And I was like, I'm excited both ways. Like, it works <laughs> out. Uh, so, one, what do we think about the casting? Because it did get a lot of different reactions. Uh, of course, if you don't know who Halle Bailey is, she's actually from a uh, R&B duo. Uh, she's a singer, so she'll be able to handle. If you've heard her sing, you'll, she'll be able to handle. There's all a those bunch big of video out there of her just showing her chops, singing, both just sort of like off the cuff, and then obviously there's all her produced stuff. Yeah, the, the one that kind of went viral when she got cast was uh, her singing "Unforgettable." Yep, and it's really. Really good. Yeah. Got a she's, lot of aerial vibe to it. I really like it. Like, she's going to knock that out of the park. Um, the, so far, they filled some of the other cast. Of course, the big one is that we know Melissa McCarthy is in talks to join as Ursula, which I am on board for. I was on board as soon as that was announced. I guess the biggest thing we need to see, though, is who plays Sebastian, mm -hmm. because Sebastian is the other big part of those musical numbers, some of the most iconic songs. Who would you have play Sebastian? Who would you have the so you're saying... Prince Sebastian's more important like Prince Eric and King Triton. And yep. Sebastian? As far as singing goes? Yes, yeah, so he's a major part of like, <laughs> all the, the big of songs. The vocal performances, but of the movie Kiss, itself. Kiss the girl. He's going to be a big part <laughs> of those parts. Big deal. Prince Eric barely has a role yeah, in that Who cares about movie? Prince Eric? <laughs> he's saying, just a pretty face. Like, and the not. casting has been such an issue on the he's, internet. He's like, a pretty that's face a big that, thing. that happens to defeat Ursula. Okay. I mean, not one, you just said the internet has a problem with it. Internet has a problem with everything. Well, if I'm I saying, counted like, that. Casting, <laughs> casting him has been the big conversation on the internet. But and to me, that's so important when the whole movie is called The Little Mermaid. It's not called The Little Mermaid and the dude she ends it's up with. It's not called The like, Little Mermaid and the Lobster either, but... He's such a big part I mean, of ninety percent of the movie. I agree, he's important. I agree with you. I'm that. That's the because because like Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder, right? Yeah. And who's Aquafina playing? Uh oh, god, the seagull. And I'm okay. blanking on the name. Of okay, seagull, but, but, uh, not, but not not Scuttle. Sebastian. Yes. Uh, no. So, okay. Which I'm also excited about Aquafina. You're supposed to be the Disney expert. You don't remember the seagull's name? I know. I know Sebastian. The seagull doesn't matter, just like he said. Here's the thing. So you actually brought this up. There's been a lot of debate. There's been a lot of internet debate. Now you brought up over Prince Eric. I totally <laughs> missed that. The, the debate I saw was about Halle Bailey's 
casting because well, this I was will, just of ignoring course, those people. Okay, well, yes, they should be ignored <laughs> more, 90 times sure. out of 100. However, we're going to only mention it because yeah. Freeform, just out of like nowhere, <laughs> Freeform, someone tapped Freeform on the shoulder and went, hey, you should respond to these trolls. And it's a fantastic thing. So I almost just want to read it verbatim. I, you can, we'll have the link and everything uh, that you can go to the full one. But here's how it starts. Yes, the original author of The Little Mermaid was Danish. Ariel is a mermaid. She lives in an underwater kingdom in international waters and can legit swim wherever she wants, even though that often upsets King Triton. Absolute zaddy. I don't know what that means, actually. I'm Zaddy's lost on a that. young yeah, yeah, Thank you. Anna Rumor had to explain to me like last year what that meant, and it took hours. <laughs> it was a lot. Fair enough. I don't feel so bad now. Uh, but for the sake of argument, let's say that Ariel, too, is Danish. Danish mermaids can be black because Danish people can be black and it goes on to like essentially just slap around the yeah. trolls. It's amazing. It's amazing. But as far as Sebastian, I don't know who, I, what I would do that, that to, you don't to answer your question. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to, I've been thinking about Prince Eric this whole time, about who to cast with her God, and that I don't love Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I don't hate it. I think, cause I think she can step up and I want to see it, but I don't, I mean, step up. It's not my, move. it's not my, I mean, Ursula's real, Real intense and really petty, and I want to see. I'm sure she does a great job. Just, I mean, McCarthy though. I'm not totally sold. I mean, that movie that's coming out. I can't remember the name of it. The one with like where she's the the kitchen. Well, the, no, the other one. The uh, one where she's did you uh, forging watch? the. Oh, that came out books. last year. Um, uh, can yeah. you ever forgive me? Like she's she's got. She's got the job. Oh, oh, oh I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not seen the boss? Oh, I and yeah, and the boss is is fairly funny, but it's not a like you don't take her seriously as a terrible person. You know, like I want to see her be a villain, and I'm not saying she can't. I, I am a fan of Melissa McCarthy. I'm not totally sold on it, and there were some different ideas out there, and some other actors who maybe like. Yeah, it's just a little, just it's just the Little Mermaid, right? Like, I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm gonna be open-minded. I'm just not sold on it yet. I'm, I'm more right. sold on Ariel than I am on, on. Man, I got more respect on this than I this assumed. I, I understand what Kofi feels like now. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I thought that was a slam duck, and like, no, I got all kinds of pushback. <laughs> So Disney just picked kind of weird times to just drop trailers. So we also got the first trailer for Milan, teaser, teaser trailer. So what did you guys feel about that? I'm, I'm kind of interested because Mulan. Like tonally is way different than I think people expected. Like they're clearly going more um, action based than they are the, uh, you know, the more I would say fantastic songy, silly. Uh, silly. I mean, I mean not, not in a bad right, way. I mean, Mushu's like, not in it, right? Like Mushu's still reportedly not in it, and so um, it it was just way more intense than I think anyone expected. But I loved it. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very into that as well. Like, did you like the original? Yeah, and I, I love yeah, I love okay. the original, and I'm going to continue to watch. The and it was cool to see a lot of those set pieces mm-hmm. in live act. Like they're like the yeah, when they put both and, like tra- when they put both trailers like next to each other, and mm-hmm. you really saw like, oh my god, that's like a shot yeah. for shot yeah. recreation. Uh, you know, I get it, it's one of those things, right? I get where we are. Mulan has some of the best Disney songs, though. It which does. Is why I think that's upsetting a lot of people. Yeah, but those songs aren't going anywhere. You know, like right, but the whole, but the a movie. lot of the whole allure to these movies are the songs, right? And, and I, that's why and Beauty I and the Beast that. did so well, absolutely. But that's why Lion King is going to do well. It's why Aladdin a, did better than anyone expected. Really, really I, I agree, and I think that you can do that. But this is the Disney live action movie I've been excited for for the longest because there's 
there is a chance to change it up and do something completely different because the Mulan story is so intense and yeah. so genuine and it's not But that's funny why I think why the animated movie I mean, that's why I think what the why the animated movie is so good. It I hits think, all I mean, the, I think it, it hits all the goofy notes and gets well. very serious. Yeah, but I also think that this that and there'll be funny things in this, you know, because they still have Ling and Poe, they still have the comedic relief characters in the movie, but I think it's it's going toward like you know Chinese culture and and the whole you know like like the crouching tiger hidden dragon side yeah. of, of filmmaking like really getting into what that kind of action film can look like. You saying and I'm, I'm they really don't songs like I don't well see I okay mean, so for I'm me, just saying they're going for that tone over a musical. The trailer hooked me. It, it didn't hook me right away. I was still like oh I'm, I'm on board. Once the action started, once that action started, and you I mean they, so far it looks amazing. I also didn't realize until this trailer hit how, I guess, in time, widely disputed the original Mulan is as far as uh, its representations of culture, Chinese culture yeah, specifically. The, 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 that's, I mean, that's China, why Mushu. China was not a fan of the original. Well, they hated Mulan. Mushu. They hated what the, yeah. the little red dragon adopted because it has actual meaning. I mean, it, it would have been like Coco mm. if Coco hadn't handled their those traditions, those yep, Latin traditions, yep. as honorably as they did, right. you would have had the same thing. And evidently, that's a huge deal that, like, Milan was never one of my favorites, but I always enjoyed it. Uh, so I never kind of grasped onto that. But evidently, that's a huge thing. So that side of fandom is loving this. Like, mm -hmm. that's got a yeah. huge reaction. And some, there is debate about Mushu, whether he should be in it as something else, reimagine it, you know, make it. I mean, you look, you can have a little red pet or a dragon or something, but just don't tie it to something that has actual meaning to that culture, to that right. people, right? Don't mm -hmm. co-op something real and just make it like, oh, hey, it's a fun little I wonder if they're going to keep the cricket. Ooh. I mean, because the cricket's something you can do pretty, you like, pretty easily. Oh, the cricket get and, and pretty like, hmm? you know, <laughs> the cricket can kind of be that little physical humor object that I do agree, around. though. I want songs. Like, yeah. those are such a hallmark of just Disney. But like, why do a Disney... Live action adaptation. If you're not going to do songs, I, I, I want. And that's why I think was the biggest misstep of the I Cinderella think. movie. Like, yeah, like the Cinderella movie. I, I didn't like. Just, those don't work. They don't like, work. I mean, I yeah, but Cinderella was like is from it is on its own. Here's this like princess fairy tale story, and Mulan is like a but, war epic. But we're talking about. We're not adopting Cinderella. But the songs, right? We're but the songs are Disney's aren't. Cinderella, and it's such right. a huge I know, part I, I of think that. This music, this movie took a lot from the original story in addition to Disney's version. I would like the songs also, but maybe not performed by the people in the, in the movie as part of the movie, just yeah. in the film, like as songs in the background. Also, you know, this these set director has been a little wishy-washy on it. Like at one point it was, yes, we're having them. And at another point it was no, now we're back. I imagine the music will be part of the score. Yeah. Mm. Just no singing. And you won't get them singing. Yeah. And which is a bummer. And then you'll get like, you'll get a, an end credits by, you know, who's whatever, whatever mega Who's the duo that's going to do this one? We <laughs> yeah. had Will Smith and DJ Khaled do Aladdin's. <laughs> 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 who's doing the Mulan song? No? You don't, you don't have any offers? J. Cole? No. J. Cole no. do that? <laughs> no, it's going to be, like, watch it, it'll be like, they're going to have Aquafina do it. Now, who, who is the most popular artist in, in China? Because that's like, that'll be, that they'll get the biggest Chinese artist to do it. And that'll be like, I don't know, it'll be a big part of the. Of the, 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 the movement around the movie. That's a good question. I do actually not know that. And I don't want to just throw out a name either and get a bunch of hate mail. <laughs> so uh, what we will do, though, is move on to another live action one. I know Kofi 
knocked me down for bringing this up one day. And now, of course, it works out that the Maleficent trailer gone, so. drops <laughs> when I'm in the host chair. So I'm very excited. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, the sequel to the original that we've been kind of waiting a long time for. Angelina Jolie returning. Michelle Pfeiffer is also being added to this one. Uh, I was all in. I mean, I really enjoyed the first one uh, for taking such a, because they took, instead of just recreating Sleeping Beauty, I liked it for that it tried to tell something different. Mm -hmm. Though, I really just like that Lord song. Well, that was good too. Just the visuals too. Just mm -hmm. everything yeah. about this. The, the, the visuals and like the, the character designs for the creatures in the first one are like, yeah. Yeah, it's in like awesome. they're like trying to make this villain sympathetic. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I I I wasn't a big like I don't care. I wasn't big into the movie. I liked the movie. I liked okay. the movie. Yeah, don't I, wrong. I liked the movie. Fan. I just don't know if we need more. We have to like that's a well we need to go back to. I would. Here's the thing. I've never cared about Sleeping Beauty as a entire. Oh, this movie made me care more yes. about Sleeping Beauty than this than is what else. did it. Oh, absolutely for sure. But do we need another movie about Maleficent? I don't know. I, I think there's more to explore there. I don't think, I mean, I think this is it. I mean, I think after this. I would rather them just adapt Sleeping Beauty. Ugh. So boring. I, I don't care about really either one. Adapt a movie like Oliver and Company instead. Yeah. But, I mean, but, like adapt, <laughs> but adapt Sleeping Beauty with Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Like we got the backstory, we know what led up to it. Now let's let's see it. I mean, to be fair, I think you will actually see a lot of that story in the second half of this because mm -hmm. the trailer does lean more into that, seeing her make does that she transition. Turn into a dragon. The, and oh, I need that. The back half. Like, that's the back all half. I want. I just need one of these live action movies to give me Maleficent as a dragon, then I'll be fine. I, I was really un. I, mean, I don't like the first movie, so whatever. And then watch this trailer, <laughs> and. <laughs> I was not very into it because it looks like more of the same thing. Yeah. Until the very end, and you have uh, Chuetel, uh Ogiofor. Is that how I always I always mess Chuetel Ogiofor. Yeah, I always mess his name up, and he comes out as like this other creature like her, and he's got those like dark eyes and horns and and I was like, oh, this dude. Like, I will go see it because I want to see whatever he's about to do. Well, because you're seeing more of like her. You're essentially seeing like. The, the people or the like organization or whatever, you're seeing more of that backstory. That's really interesting because Maleficent is an awesome villain visually. Mm -hmm. No depth. Even in like the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts games and stuff, when they bring her yep. out, she's awesome and you love it and you're like, I don't know she's who that is. Crazy witch lady. It's I mean, it's, a great it's, this, design. I think it's yeah. the same reason why like it doesn't work when you try to explore all story because it, she doesn't need it. It's just like she's evil and crazy and like all powerful and that's it. Kind of like Darth Vader. Like when you get into the prequels, it doesn't work as well. Like Darth Vader in the original movies is just here's the thing. Darth though. Vader in subsequent because I agree with you sometimes, but <laughs> it, I agree with you sometimes in this particular instance. I used to think that about like characters like Rita Repulsa, villains who are very like One note. cut and dry, whatever. And then you see someone given time and space to add to them. And to right. me, they will never become, well, it's a, you know, this like, it's, they're on a different there, tier. There are no such thing as bad characters, just bad story. Yes. Right. And so. Rita Repulsa became a great character. Yes, it's only a few layers deep, mm -hmm. but there's more to that character than just this paper thin, whatever. I, 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 I agree there can be well. because it, it, yeah. you, have, you have to add to it the right way. And, you know, you have to bring something new to the table that makes it exciting and makes it a story worth telling. And I don't know if these Maleficent movies are that. Yeah. 
Okay. They, this one's just fine. a weird one because it's just kind of like we knew it was coming, but we didn't know when. And then they were like, oh, by the way, it's going to be this year. And now it's we're two trailers in. It's yeah, because like, it was originally oh, like March or something of next year. Something like and that. And it got moved up when they decided to move to Artemis Fowl back. October. Yeah. Yeah, because now that they own Like Fox they've had this one in the can month. for like Yeah, I don't know years. that. Cause, and it was also odd to drop this so close to Mulan. Like, cause those you mean the trailer, the trailers, like for those to drop oh. kind of close to each other. I thought, well, they've got Lion, they've got Lion, Lion King, King coming up, week, so yeah. they need to put all these trailers in front of them. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's what it breaks down to. So you two are more Game of Thrones people than me. I'm not the biggest Game of now, Thrones fan. Now, I only got into Game of Thrones last season, but now I feel like I know everything about Game of Thrones, wow. which I is don't. not true. <laughs> but I know enough <laughs> to be dangerous. Oh God. Okay. So would you say? You are in withdrawal. Are you missing? Are you wanting more Game of Thrones? Are you sad that it's gone? Not yet. Okay. Well, you're gonna get a prequel series. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm excited <laughs> for that. I just, I mean, it, it, the the if you watch the whole series, like the final season did, kind of put a bad taste in your mouth. But I mean, there's so much more story to tell that, like, when it arrives, when there is a new prequel series here, telling a different story from Westeros, like, yeah. I'm gonna be excited about what it has to offer because it's such a deep mythology and such an exciting mythology that even the the you know the downfall of Game of Thrones in this final season I don't think will damper that excitement for me um, because there's there's so much that they can still do with it. Here's what I liked about only watching the last season. <laughs> the first couple episodes kind of told me everything that I needed to know about those characters, why I needed to like them and why I didn't need to like them. Uh, and, and it made every episode feel like an event because we were building to something and then it was going to be over. I don't know, like, in the same reason why I didn't watch or, you know, jump in when it started getting hot every other season of Game of Thrones. Like, the world, to me, is not necessarily as interesting um, until the stakes are basically ratcheted up to 11 for me to jump in and then get excited. So, okay, so now, and, and to put this into context, essentially, uh, George R.R. Martin, R. R. Martin opened has his a, mouth. You, well, yes, he's done it a couple of times not, now. Not on his blog, though. He had an official interview this time, which makes it a little more legit. He, like, and he hasn't walked it back it. a day later, yeah. so it, this seems legit. Uh, essentially, he previously revealed a title that he wanted to name the prequel series. That was HBO then came out and said, no, 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 it doesn't have a title. Then he was like, oh, that was just me. And then now it's like, well, I think they have a title, The Longest Night. And if that's the title, then I'd be cool with that. That's and an awful title. The Longest Night? What is it going to be? Game of Thrones, The Longest Night? Like, is that... That's, the, that's it, what he... Game of Thrones presents. He's hearing. Night. I heard a suggestion that it could be called The Longest Night. And I think they'll just call it mind. what it is. They're not going to... Like, I don't think they're going to try to... I mean, so gonna call, but is it going to be The Longest Night? I mean, just The Longest Blood Night. Moon, which is the yeah, working the, title. The, yeah, Blood Moon's the working title. And long, The Long Night was the original title, because if you have watched Game of Thrones... The whole, like, they talk about the long night. I don't the appreciate long that shade. <laughs> it, it, it's a whole subject of, like, this, <laughs> this world they live in doesn't work They're in the same kind of cycles like our world works in, where you have, you know, the whole winter is coming thing was that winter's going to bring on the long night and it's going to last for generations. Mm -hmm. And, and we're going to be stuck in this turmoil for a long time. And, you know, the, like, the, the summer is the period of decades and decades where everything is okay. And they can actually grow and build and move and so the the long night is kind of taking it back to referring to like that period of, of real like of dark time in the history and so I, I think that this would explore kind of the onset of that and that is something that's really exciting to me 
And then they use that. The reason they don't want to use the Long Night, I think, is they use that as an episode title in the final season, the big battle episode. And they don't want to was the Long Night. Do it. Yeah. But some of the things that George R. R. Martin did say: there will be Starks, mm-hmm. there will be dire wolves, there will also be mammoths, which we saw from set photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may or may not be Lannisters. I mean, there's going to be what, like a thousand a, different, like a, a different kingdoms and kingdoms. Stuff, it, you know, it was all broken up. So you don't you you're saying those things. As in, like, those should be things to get you excited, but you don't seem excited. So you're not, so this pops on, even though you've gotten, like, you you got Game of Thrones fever by the time the show was over. Oh, I was not going to watch this. I wanted to watch every episode when when they were coming out. Uh, No. I mean, I'll check it out. Yeah. I don't anticipate being in on the long haul. See, I'm excited, but this, the stuff he's saying isn't like, oh, that's the thing I was waiting for, and I'm, I'm now more excited. Like, he, he can say whatever he wants. The production can say whatever they want. It's like, I'm going to be the same amount of excited until I see something from it. Yeah. Like, Game of Thrones prequel, they have really, Naomi Watts is, is one of the stars of Which the show. Which is great, like, yeah. There's some really great talent attached to it, really great creative team. Um, you know, I'm, I am the, the, I will be the same amount of excited for it, you know, up until the point where I see some photos or a trailer or something and realize, like, okay, this is what I'm in for, and then I can gauge how to feel about now excited I'm, I'm when it comes out i'm gonna watch it i just love hbo made a point to be like we don't have to make another game of thrones keep the lights on we're not that's not why we're doing <laughs> yeah. this and i was like but they do but <laughs> that's i get it they don't have i to mean do it's an expense it's on. an expensive show to make yeah. so you know i imagine they're i mean they're putting mammoths on tv that's not like it's not cheap yeah and right now it's just going to be a pilot right so and all yes that. uh okay speaking of hbo it's a perfect segue into this oh, next man. topic so warner media has their new streaming service because everybody has their own streaming service. I will have one sooner than later. Oh, what are you streaming on? It? Um, it's mostly going to be Golden Palace because that is the only thing I could probably get the rights to for oh, okay. cheap. <laughs> right now, they're all free on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and then also like random short films. I'll make my own short films. Um, hey, Warner Media. Warner Media is going to be HBO Max is the new title. That is going to be their streaming oh, service. Uh, you both don't seem very excited about this. Now, here's the content they're going to have right out the gate. Uh, well, actually, not right out of the gate. In 2020, early 2020, that's they're, they're going that's to when have, they're launching. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, we don't know the exact, right? Because they haven't said an exact month. I think no. they said, that, well, no, they haven't said a month. Yeah. They said at, early 2020, at launch, they will have. Okay, so they will have yeah. it at launch. So it'll be Friends yep. migrating over from Netflix, mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and then they will also Which have. Which I don't think is streaming anywhere right now, right? No. Yeah. Like, we watch it all the time, but it's on DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will also become the new uh, scripted, sorry, the new home for CW's Batwoman series and the Riverdale speed-off, uh, spinoff. Katie yeah, Katie. basically what they're making on CW going forward. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, uh, there, I mean, there's also some, they have their own original series. There's about 10 projects right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the One Dune is series. apparently a Dune thing, yeah. yeah which got animated like five uh, people excited. Gremlins prequel that's going to be on there. Yeah, the animated? Yeah. Now it's an animated. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah. Um, which I will just reserve after getting burned with Fast and the Furious animated. Series. I mean, that's gonna be. I'm gonna reserve my that, 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 excitement. That, that's just a money thing. Here's, like, here's like, the weirdest. Zay Chun's writing it. I love here's him. the weirdest like, thing about good. it all. To me, this name totally dilutes the HBO brand because really? HBO to me is high quality live action scripted content, not a place to go watch Friends. Which I think, but I think that's, that's what they're going for is that like you're going to know the name of HBO as a premium name. But you don't, but HBO, you don't associate HBO with Friends or Friends. No, Prince but, but a new generation. Like when you purchase or, that service, though, 
half of it, I mean, because you'll go through the original stuff fairly quickly. But why not just call half it a, of it's just watching just movies that just thing. came out two months ago? Like that's half. Because of I don't know. HBO. I don't know if Warner. But, but like, Mac if, sounds if like knife, almost too adult. Oh, I mean the Mac. The name is horrible. I'm with, I'm with you on that 100%. The name is terrible. I don't like oh. I think that Warner Brothers is doing the is making the right call by somehow associating it with HBO because pe- that's a, that's a brand people strive for and that want to read like when it's Warner Brothers, but it's oh, not it's like people don't making, know about Warner Brothers. No, it's just like here's another studio making a streaming service. Like so HBO what? is like something people already pay for and it's like okay, I, I don't mind now paying I, for it. That's where I think though their thinking is is really just I mean, the name is fine. Like, I, it doesn't bother me, but I think they're hoping that people like me, who have been on the fence for a long time and have never consistently had an HBO subscription, because honestly, I didn't see the value in it other than like a show here, a show here. You want to bum someone's HBO mm-hmm. for a month. You don't want to subscribe to it because it was always also a little pricier than the other services, right? Right. So, this would get someone like me. This has enough other content that. People like me who really use these streaming services as, other than the exclusive stuff, just like to have on in the background, like while we're doing something else. Like, I don't know how many times I have Netflix on. I'm not necessarily watching anything. I've literally have it on for noise. And it's Mm -hmm. Friends. It's uh, Frasier. It's like these shows that, you know, you've seen 80 million times. You still laugh. Like, it's that kind of thing. That kind of content lowers mainstream in. The people who aren't currently subscribing to HBO. If you can get us, that's a whole pool. What you mean? Well, why not right just now. name it a Warner's thing, and then for three dollars more, you get access to HBO? See, I, I think because you're not people, leading with their strongest foot forward. Yeah. No one cares about the Warner. Because I also think thing. that Warner they that means, but they know what HBO people means. Will associate Warner and Warner Brothers with movies. I think I always yeah. have thought about until this job where I'm writing about DC television yeah. all the time. Like I've always thought about Warner and movies. So it's like okay, I can buy Wonder Woman. And then why do I need the streaming service? You know, like yeah. it, it, it kind of, this, they want you to know that it's so much more than that. And like it, it focuses on TV. I think HBO Max is not a great name to go with, but I, I see why they leaned into the HBO side of it. Because then, you know, you said bring someone else, someone new in. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I already pay for HBO. Yeah. And so a- if it's a couple dollars more to then get all of this stuff, I have no problem signing up for it because then it's. It's just a little extra on what I'm already doing. As crazy as it is, the HBO name in there doesn't really regard the current HBO customer base because they know they have you. Right. Like you're just going to upgrade. You get extra content. Cool. It's for us, us people who are just kind of sitting on the fringe, just watching and going, okay, I've always wanted HBO and I can get this extra content. Right. Okay. I might, I might pop for it. It might be the thing that actually gets me in your service. And we all know with streaming services, the minute you sign up, and you put your credit card in, you're likely there for six months just because you honestly forget to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how they work, right? Uh, real quick, before we move into our uh, deep dive segment, I uh, just did want to give a shout out. Our, our anime expert, Megan Peters, uh, was at Anime Expo uh, recently. And so there is a ton of anime coverage on the site. You get to see site. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, including, and of course, some of the big announcements were the new Akira series continuation uh now that's just anime right now it's not the manga but of course they're kind of hoping that both get done uh also a bunch of new my hero stuff mm-hmm. uh with they got to see i think the first two episodes of season four and then also there's a new movie project so there's a ton of that stuff coming uh so there's stuff already on the site right now and then over the next week or so you will still see coverage so make sure to check out the site on comicbook.com uh so yeah so let's take a break and then we'll get into some comics and stranger things 
Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so going to live up to the name, as Kofi says. Oh, I did his line. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to live up to the name, do some comics here. Uh, I hope he's listening. I, I really do, because that was like a nice homage. Uh, so first, really quick, uh, while we are talking about anime coverage, we do a ton of weekly comic book coverage here as well. Uh, so on Tuesdays, you will see the weekly pool, which is the comic book staff's picks for the week, stuff we're looking forward to, uh, stuff that we want to read and we want to point out, make sure uh, there's a ton of stuff hitting racks. So we always want to give highlight to those. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, we have the weekly reviews, which I can't remember the exact number, but it's like upwards of like 30, 40, sometimes 50 books that we're reviewing mm-hmm. every week. So if you're on the fence about a series or whatever, go check out some of those. You can see like the whole series line in a couple of weeks and uh, make sure to check that out. So First off, we're going to get to something kind of weird. If you're a fan of the Black Hammer universe at Dark Horse, uh, they are actually doing a crossover with Justice League. That series starts today. Uh, And, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Black Hammer Mm. guy, uh, but I will kind of give this a shot just because, one, I've seen some previous stuff of it. It looks pretty interesting. Uh, And given that these characters are so kind of weird and unique and seeing how some of the more, you know, straight-laced Justice League characters and DC characters – lineup against them is always kind of interesting. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, uh, you knew you weren't going to get very far without me mentioning uh, Go Go Power Rangers, uh, number 21. Uh, this book is actually kind of the beginning. It's the first Go Go that is post-Shattered Grid, which was the big event that kind of changed up the Power Rangers universe in the comics. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Green Ranger stuff, but I'm telling you, it is not like you expect at all. Uh, so prepare to be surprised. And there are some really cool revelations in it. So you want to check that out. Uh, Detective Comics number 1007. I have never cared one iota about the Spectre. <laughs> never cared about the Spectre. That character is just whatever. It's, it's just never done it for me. This two, uh, Tomasi has done it. And, I, and I'm blanking on the artist's name. Uh, and I'll have it. It's, in, it's actually in my review. It's one of the books I reviewed this week. Uh, but the art is fantastic. Fantastic. It's so, it's just so cool and different. It makes the Spectre this imposing figure that he should be. And seeing like Batman be the only one to put someone like the Spectre in his place is like <laughs> a thing of beauty. Uh, it is really, it's only two it's issues. why Batman is too OP, man. I mean, he really is here. I mean, he's talking to like an entity and talking to him like he's a little brat. He's like, tone it down. But it's so good. And this is only a two-parter, so you can just read this in the last issue and get the whole story. I love stories like that that are just like that quick breather in and out before, you know, in between other big stories and... And it ends in a in a way that like you're like okay like you don't feel robbed yep. you leave things open enough it's it's fantastic so if you do want to check out a Spectre story that you will care about this is actually just really really fun uh, also uh, Event Leviathan and one of the 
most the worst name yeah, while we're events. talking this about is terrible so, names for things it's a bad name it's it's not a good it's name it's not the worst name. it makes me think there is like it's not a great an name. event happening it's worse than hbo max to. can i put it that it way? is not it worse is. than hbo max. what okay if you are within like what does that even mean like if you're knowledgeable about what's been going on in certain dc books not even all just certain ones namely action comics You'll know that Event Leviathan, like Leviathan is the name of this organization that has essentially taken out all of the government monitoring agencies. So like Spiral, mm -hmm. uh, like Suicide Squad, like Task Force S, all that stuff is gone and they've just vanished and been like destroyed and all that. And this Leviathan is a group that we are learning more and more about. Um, that's the prep. But the, pr the book itself is just a really interesting detective story most of the way through. I mean, it's really about Lois Lane, Batman, Green Arrow, uh, The Question. It's a really interesting group of characters. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting group. And here it gets even, like, that part of the story is so engaging. I don't, I hope they don't pull the rug out and make the mystery person, like, who they're very heavily <laughs> leaning to that it is. Because I think that'll be, and I, I won't say it here, who, but. Who? It really seems, well, okay. Possible spoiler. I don't know if this. Yeah, is, you could be totally. I could wrong. be totally wrong. Uh, Roy Harper is who oh, God, it is. Yes, is is who it is leaning so into. Now, if it's not him, great, cool, surprise me. But like every like, there are already things of like this is starting yeah, to line up. Now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. And there's one line in here that like it was specifically done, and, and then it makes sure that in the next paragraph it like goes a different direction. But you're like, that seems way too. I haven't had a chance to read it. Is it cleaner than the first episode? Uh, the first episode, the first issue, the first like issue from was art wise, pretty, it was pretty muddy. Uh, no, you're gonna you're gonna have some of the same. I thought this book. If was you didn't about, like the first issue. Like, a giant space monster. But this one is so no question heavy. I love the question when I, it's used right. I love the design of yeah. Leviathan, which I think is, is yeah, cool. really, really great. Um, and I, remember, I love when Bendis and Malieve get together, but this one is just, that first episode was, God, I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> that first <laughs> issue was tough to get through. This one's a, the same, like you'll have kind of the same thing. It, the places it takes place in, like half of it, are naturally brighter, so it's not as mm. muddy, but that's just because of the environment. It's not anything to do with the pencils and yeah. the art. Um, so, uh, Invisible Woman, number one, is also out. Uh, Jamie reviewed it. I, I haven't heard his uh, his take on it yet, but Mark Wade is writing Invisible Woman. It's been a minute since she's had a solo series. It's a character that, you know... Um, She's like, like one of the original badass women of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but they, she hasn't really had her due in a, in solo series well, over Fantastic the years. Four have been just have been gone for. Yeah, but Slots had their going in his. Yeah, but that's only been a series. couple. That's only like. So they, no, I meant over time. Now? Like over yeah, right. like for yeah. out of the course of their history, right. there oh, haven't yeah, been many happen. spotlights on Invisible Woman. Uh, so definitely check that out if you're into the character. Uh, Star Wars: Age of Resistance. Uh, Captain Phasma. Uh, I only bring this up. Because one, Captain Phasma is one of the biggest letdowns of the Star Wars, new Star Wars movies, as far as like potential and what happened. And two, Tom Taylor's writing this. I do like Tom Taylor. And Tom Taylor, I make mean, nine times out of 10, can it's money. Anything. And so he's writing a Phasma book. If you and it's a one shot, so you want to check it out. I would definitely recommend that. You probably won't regret it. Uh, also, Thor number 15 and War of the Realms Omega, I will put these together uh, because. I don't know if you had a chance, if either of you had a chance to read these. No. Yes. Thor, okay. 
Uh, Thor was just really good uh, mm-hmm. and sets up some big things for Thor and Odin. But were the realms Omega? I was like, I loved. There were four stories and three of them. Actually, no, I'll even go four. Four of them had me like, oh, my God, I want to read that series. It was very much a here's four new miniseries or four new ongoings we have. Here's our pitch. And it almost sold me on every single one of them. There's one for Punisher. There's one for Loki. There's one for Daredevil. And there's one There's one more. And Daredevil still uh, Oh, and Valkyrie, Powers. Uh, for Jane Foster. Do you have all the C and Powers and stuff still? No. Daredevil? Oh, okay. No. Uh, but what's cool is that they deal with that. Like, the whole story is about him and... Is it Heimdall or Hemadol? I've heard both. Heimdall. 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 Uh, they actually have a really cool back and forth. You've heard someone he say does, Heimdall? I seriously have. I seriously You need to stop being friends with that person. <laughs> I say, and you still talk to this person. I still have. Uh, we can't agree on Cavill or Cavill. Well, that's a proper name. In this office. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's someone's well, name. Oh, I'm sorry. It's that's, Henry Cavill. It's Cavill. It's Cavill. Whatever. Okay, well, point, point, <laughs> point made. Uh, but what's really cool is they deal with that, and I will actually, I'll do spoiler here, so there is a spoiler warning real quick right here so that I don't get accused of spoiling things for people. Uh, he actually gets uh, batons from the World Tree as, a, like, a gift. Like, essentially, he takes back his sword, but he gives him these, like, powered weapons that he can use like going forward and it's it's a really cool like back and forth because like daredevil's really struggling with giving the sword back and he's like oh hey you have my sword uh it's a really interesting thing uh frank castle his really built like if for the first time in forever i've actually want to go read another punisher story uh it's it's interesting how they set this up the loki one is probably the most interesting and valkyrie because they explain why jane foster is going to be the new valkyrie in her ongoing series which they've already announced but this sets it up perfect. Like it, it really makes that make sense, and not just oh, we had a placeholder. Uh, but the Loki one is just a really great story. But also, I've been kind of on Loki burnout, mm. especially with like the movies and stuff. I would go. But his but his moment in uh, War of the Realms, I thought was great. It was good. Yeah, and there's a he makes a great commentary on it in this issue. Uh, and he's also, by the way, the new king. After all that that went down in Where the Realms, he's the new king of the Frost Giants, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's awesome. So definitely recommend that. Last also, one. a big key issue because it is the first appearance of Jane Foster as Valkyrie. Yes, that so is actually. Yes, so if you are going to be collecting, I didn't think about that. That's yep. right. That'll be the first appearance and not her actual not number her one. Not her actual number one. I miss Jane Foster Thor. I'm just going to be honest. It's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm excited it. for this. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm miss. Oh, I, I love that. Her and just so much. honestly, though, reading Thor, like Jason Aaron, just, man. He just gets that, like, everything about that. I'm going to be so sad when he's gone. I mean, yeah, this, as great as Simonson was, like, this is going to be when it's all said. This is great, man. He's this told is such a great the, story. The Thor Who? one. Simonson? Well, Simonson? Oh. Simonson? Simonson. Okay, Walter Simonson. Like, See? It's, gonna it's be, not just, it's yeah. not just but today on how to pronounce names. Hemadol. names. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful that you missed that. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, uh, for the people who just like two characters throwing down, Wolverine versus Blade. There's a Wolverine Captain America book this week, too, I just read. Weapon Plus. Weapon Plus. Weapon Plus. Sounds like Apple's new He's with everybody now. Plan. Uh, it's Wolverine just, streaming service. It's stupid fun. Like, it's just, if you like Blade and you like Wolverine, it's gratuitous. It's so crazy fun. because this is a book that has been in the works for legitimately, like, a decade. It How? Was, it was there... Like this book started when I was still working at Marvel. That's how long this book has been, just like sitting on a shelf. Okay, like it was done. Oh, it was done. Yeah, just okay. well, I think Dave Wilkins like 
his because of his style of art um, takes a bit of time, and so when they originally wanted to solicit it, it wasn't ready, and then it just sat on a shelf. And then I think they fixed it a bit, updated it a little yeah. bit, and um, now it's out. It does feel like explaining that makes perfect sense after reading it because it does feel like a very kind of throwback to yesteryear a bit as far as how these kind of play out mm. very much according to the formula. But it's fun if you like because the at the because at the time like this was right about when Wolverine was starting to, like when X Force first started to come out. Well, he refers to being part of X Force <laughs> in the book, and I'm like, yeah. okay, right. So that's basically when this book should have come out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes all. Wolverine's the sense been through quite a lot in the time. Yeah. <laughs> since that, <laughs> he's like, yeah, X Force. I mean, I'm like, you haven't been with them for a long time. Um. So yeah. So that is comics this week. Again, we'll have reviews and everything all up on the site today, so check that out. So, Charlie, lead us hey. through Stranger Things Season 3. What did you feel about it? Is it better than the first two seasons? Let us know. So, um, we all, a lot of us got in the office, like in one of the conference rooms, and watched the first few episodes um, when we got the screeners for them a week or two ago. And um, I'm not going to lie, after two episodes, and I feel like a lot of people I talked to here felt the same way, um, it really started off rough for me. I was not invested. Uh, it was it was funny, and the characters were fine, and like the story was okay. But it was really wonky and messy, and very forced. And there were a lot of like weird turns for characters I didn't expect, like changes they'd gone through, and it didn't feel right. It really it, it was they were clearly trying to go bigger, um, but it it missed the charm and every every great thing about Stranger Things. And I was oh. really stressed about what was going to come because I love the show. Yeah. After those first two episodes, it's it's almost like a complete 180. You know, you get in the third episode and it's really really well paced and well written. And as soon there's there's like a big big set piece scene at the end of the third episode that just kicks off really everything. And from that moment, it's just nonstop. And every episode gets better than the one before it. I think the series finale of this season is one of if not the best episode of Stranger Things that we've seen. Wow, it's it's really 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 well done. They go bigger without losing what I thought they were going to lose after yeah. the first two episodes. Um, it's really, really emotional. I mean, I was, a bunch of us cried watching the finale. It was really, really powerful. Um, a, a lot of what they deal with in the upside down is really exciting and it's familiar, but I think they find a new way to, to really make it exciting and yeah. to really make it a new story. Um, and I, it's just, it got better and better, and by the end, it is just you a never, fantastic. You never get over that the monsters group. in that show look like something you'd expect out of a Resident Evil uh, game. Yeah, yeah. I like the designs though, and, and this one's very different because of what they deal with. You know, like the mind flare comes back, and there's a lot of like hive mind esque stuff with this monster, and kind of this combining very like the thing invasion of the body snatchers. A lot of that going on, and a lot of influence, which movies I love, and so to see those influences, I was really excited. Expect D and D mind flare um, sales to go. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love like there's the kind of an ongoing story of like. Will the poor kid, like a lot of people have seen at least a couple episodes by now, will, you know, after getting lost in the upside down in season one and then kind of like not, he was kind of still messed up in season two and not quite gelling. Like he plays a pivotal role in season three because he can kind of, he still has a connection to the upside down, but he so badly just wants to like get back the time he lost with his friends and all he wants to do is like play D&D with his buddies. And because his buddies have been living fairly normal lives for the last couple of years, like they have girlfriends and they want to go do other things and go yeah. get them all. And like, Will just keeps getting left on his own. And it's really, it's kind of sad to watch. And it's really, really, you know, it's a really great commentary on like life passing you by and, you know, living in the time that is already gone and trying to like catch up to your life. 
and uh, you know him Aww. him wanting to, to <laughs> remain in what he loved. I mean, he loved the life he had, yeah. and it got taken from him, you know, by no fault of his own. And and he hasn't figured out how to get that back yet. And there's some really really powerful scenes with Will that I don't think are getting talked about nearly enough, but they're really really good. Um, a lot of the a lot of the characters really by the end of this had some awesome arcs that, that I was just in love with. So question then, because it takes off so much after the third episode, could like someone just skip the first two or do they have critical information? No, they, really they definitely have critical information. Like there are okay. big scenes, you know, the first scene of the, of the, the new season kind of takes place in Russia a year ago and like sets up what the whole season is going to be about. Okay. So you really the end of the first episode really kind of sets up the villain. Um, there are important scenes in there and there is some fun to be had with those first couple episodes, but you know, all in all, they're just like, they're not, they're not up to the standard of stranger things. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was kind of like season two kind of declined a little bit. And I think I thought it was more of a continuation of that. And I was going to be really disappointed, but um, they really figure it out kind of in episode three. And uh, it's definitely, I mean, it's an easy one to sit and binge all the way through. This um, one, it's, it's a bit of a weird one in the sense that Netflix put out a statistic saying that like over 40 million households watched stranger, you know, stranger things season three. Yeah. But yet there's almost zero social chatter. I, I, don't really see that I there's, see a lot. There's, there's, there's a, lot there's a bit, feet. but there's a bit, but not nowhere near the level that I would have expected, uh, given the hype around this show. Say, I think and maybe, maybe just I follow and like interact with so many like TV people. Like my feed is filled. with Oh things, yeah, things I mean, don't get wrong. TV people love this, but yeah. I mean, from a, like a general like yeah. fan base, like just people like talking about it. You know, a lot of stuff that we generally. Uh, cover as far as like fan reactions and stuff like that. Yeah. Nowhere near the amount I, I would have thought. For this I, I think part and of that is like, maybe it's, and it's weird. Cause I don't know if it's, are people not binging it? Are people watching just a couple episodes and then coming back to it or, you know, s- stretching it out over, uh, you know, an amount of time. And if that's the case, like, you know, I, I think we're about to see another weird shift as far as, the the binge model of shows right. and, and things like that uh, things of that nature uh, change a bit over the, the these next couple you know six to twelve. I mean, I think it's yeah. it's already changed so much because like when Netflix was really getting hot with like House of Cards and those you know Orange is the New Black like first season, it was very much like you go home the second it's up you binge the whole thing. Yeah, and. Well, it was like the Marvel shows too. Those, yeah. those early well, and, seasons. And, and, and the, for the second season of Stranger Things was very much like that. But now, you like even with big shows that come out, like I know a lot of people that don't do that anymore. They they can. They I have almost, the choice, but they just choose not to. I almost wonder if Game of Thrones season eight helped people pump the brakes. Yeah. And I, reminded people that like you don't need to watch it all at once. I yeah. think that that's a part of it. And I also think, I mean, from a Stranger Things perspective, and you know, this happened with Game of Thrones as well. These latest seasons of those two shows, which are two of the biggest shows in pop culture right now, they had such long gaps between the shows. Yeah. And with Game of Thrones, everyone knew that it was going to be ending. And with Stranger Things, there has been a narrative for years now. This is not going to be a forever show. It's yeah, going right. to be four seasons, maybe five, but it's not going to last long because they want to tell a complete story. And so I think when you had to wait a year and a half to get these episodes, you know, when I was talking on July 4th it, with a lot of people that I was hanging out with, I was, we were talking about like, we're, we're, we're going to take it slow. We want to take it slow. We're not going to binge it tonight yeah. because they know that it's kind of this realization like this is finite and we're only going to get this for so long and we've had to wait already. It's probably going to be another long wait. Yeah. 
we want to savor this. But see, I would kind of, I, I, I would say it's the opposite because if you knew this was the final season, you would have binged it. I, I, I this disagree. season did not feel like an event. It, the promotion wanted you to believe it was an event, but I think when it finally came out, no, I mean, are, are, are many people talking about it this week? In my feed, I mean, yes, I but think so. I also have to discern, like, okay, I in my feed are a lot of people you can see, that but are there's, actively but like, in But this. there's a lot of, but like, yeah. not many people are writing about it. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, they're, like, sure, there's there's chatter happening. I mean, we are. In the industry. I mean, <laughs> but, but we're, we're not writing near the not, amount no. that, that we thought. Like, no one's writing about it. No one's really searching for it online. If it was the final season... I mean, yeah, I think that would have been from that, that perspective that would have been different a little bit. Yeah. But I think there is that notion of like, there's not much left, and we want to like. So, do you think next season will be the final season? Probably. Season I mean, four, it's, I'm it, say yes. be it. Yeah, it, it's going to be four or five. I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely not over this season. No, like I and was this kind, about halfway through. Viewer, yeah. They, well, I mean, so, said, so says Netflix. About yes. halfway through the season, I was like, oh man, they might end it here. Yeah. With this story, and then when it's over, it's very clearly not the end, which yeah. is really exciting. Um, but this kind of feels like that almost over type of thing, you know, where you kind of put the heroes at, at this point where it's like, it could end here and it would not be satisfying, but you would understand it in their lives. Yeah. And there's going to be something that, that kind of kicks it off and brings it back. And one last push to kind of end things. I think, um, they could do probably a 10 episode final season or split it into like an eight and six or or something like that. Uh, so I mean, definitely four or five, but but we're getting close. Yeah, yeah, we can uh, yeah. see it's, the it's not, yeah, we can see it on the horizon. You got the kids getting older, and I think that you know, as much as we love these kids and these characters, if you have these kids as eighteen, nineteen year olds, Still. you're not going to like it yeah. the same kind of way. You no, know, it, it doesn't have that nostalgic vibe to it. it doesn't have. I've 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 said from for a while now that I think they're going to do even if it's just one episode, they're going to do an it type of thing where the very end is going to be. The, the adult versions of yeah. the kids, maybe for like the finale or something. Um, but you know, they, they want to keep those kids intact and like yeah. their core intact. And so they only have a finite amount of time left. Makes sense. Yeah. So you can actually go ahead to stranger things season three up on Netflix. Now mm-hmm. uh, you can go ahead and binge it or you can take it episode by episode, whichever one you choose. Uh, you can also give us a listen Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. So iTunes, you can get us on Stitcher, you can get us on iHeartRadio, uh, you can also get us on Google Play and all of the other podcast apps you'd like to use. Uh, you can also find us on Alexa devices by saying Comic Book Nation, correct? Alexa, play the Comic Book Nation podcast. You would know that I don't have Is Alexa, is Alexa the Amazon one? Yes. Look at you making progress, Matt. Amazon. It's almost on that. One day it'll be on Amazon. If Amazon Music actually ever adds a play, like they don't have a podcast thing. So if they they ever add one, we'll be there. It's true. This is like through actually tune in than anything else. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. They don't have it yet. They're sleeping on the wheel. Uh, Of course, if you send us a, if you go ahead and on any of those services, uh, especially iTunes, if you go ahead and leave us a review, uh, if you leave us a five-star review, we will have a chance to shout out on the show. And if you hear it on the show, you can also get some sweet swag, including a Comic Book Nation t-shirt, which are awesome. They are fantastic looking. So uh, make sure to hit those up. And then if you do, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter, let us know. Uh, So you can also check out our Pokemon podcast 
every Thursday, correct? Yep. Uh, our resident Jim Viscardi is on that show as well. Look at mm-hmm. him, dual time podcasting. Uh, you can find that there. And then you can also check out Comic Book Nation on every Wednesday and Friday. Uh, so until next time, check us out. Yep. Enjoy the show. Yeah, one more Kofi free episode. That's right. Yeah. And then we're all heading down to Comic Con. Booyah. You excited? I'm excited. You're excited. All right. So catch you later. Peace. <laughs>